Hi, this is Pastor JC. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast here at Faith Outreach Church. We want to invite you anytime you're in the area to come by and visit us at 3001 Wallace Avenue here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Sit back and enjoy today's message. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, glory to God. This is number four. And we're going to talk about your heart today. It's important for us to know that we need to listen to our heart when we're evangelizing. It's probably one of the most important things. Of course, we have Romans 1.16, which talks about the power of God into salvation. We need the Word of God. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed. So everybody say, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's the word of God. Amen. For it is the power of God unto salvation. So first we need the word of God. We've been talking about the Holy Ghost. But I believe the Lord was just impressing me that people need just the simplicity of following your heart. And we're going to look at some Bible uh, scriptures about following your heart. And the importance of following your heart in personal evangelism. We see personal evangelism we're going to look at today from Luke. We see personal evangelism from Paul. He started a church by personal evangelizing. One person started the church of Philippi. So there's so many things that we can do, but first we need to back ourselves up and listen to God. And that means we're meditating on the Word of God. We're chewing on the Word of God. The Word of God is the most important thing. And then we put that with following our heart. The Bible talks a lot about we being led by the Holy Ghost. As sons and daughters of God, of the Most High, we are led by the Holy Ghost in everything we do. We're always in the right place at the right time because our steps are ordered of the Lord. Amen? So I am hungry. Every time I teach this, I'm more hungry about evangelism, especially personal evangelism. We always think about evangelism and people, oh, the church is going out, let's go. But personally, we need to be on fire and be hungry to win others to Jesus Christ because that's our purpose. Amen? Glory to God. The main purpose to evangelize is to share the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. Amen? What we do, what we say every, towards everybody, it comes from our heart. And I like what uh, Mary Frances Varallo, uh, Dr. Mary Frances said years ago, I was really hungry in one of her meetings when I first uh, met her and, and working for uh, Mark and Janet Brzee. I was just listening to her, and I'm like, I'm really hungry to see how she flows. What does she do to flow? And then she said it was all about her prayer life. Her prayer life, she takes her prayer life out in the open and to the public. And I think that's what's really important about us. We need to start in prayer. We need to be led by our heart in prayer. What scripture do you want me to go to today, Lord? Who do you want me to pray for? Because following your heart is so easy. You could be in front of your mirror, combing your hair, doing your makeup, whatever is in the morning, and all of a sudden you'll start thinking about a person. That is just a nudge to pray for that person. Because otherwise you don't, later on in the day, oh my gosh, they went to the hospital, let me go visit them in the hospital. And you go to the hospital, you walk in and you go, you know, I was just thinking about you today. And they're like, why don't you pray for me? It would be nice if you prayed for me today. It would be awesome. You know, so we really need to be led and follow our heart. I love Luke. Uh, I'll just use a couple examples for the sake of time. And you can go through the book of Acts And every time they were following their heart, being led by the Holy Spirit, you saw signs, wonders, miracles, healings, salvations, people being filled with the Holy Ghost. Again, we'll remind you that every church that was started in the book of Acts was an on fire, baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, church. 
And if the church world would wake up and see without the Holy Ghost, they're trying to push the Holy Ghost out, but the Holy Ghost is the one, the action maker, as my wife always says, the action maker. He's the one that brings the signs and wonders and the miracles. If we don't have the signs and wonders and the miracles in our churches because we don't have the Holy Ghost in our church, we need to get him in our church and glorify God and the Trinity, and he's going to move. Amen? Come on, David. Preach the fire. So I wanted to start over in Luke chapter 1. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1 first. And uh, just the first part of Luke. And it seemed, it seemed good to him to write the book of Luke. Now, without the book of Luke and the Acts, because Luke wrote the book of, the book of Luke and the Acts, they're, mostly, they're basically companion books. He wrote both of them. Without them, what in the world would we be thinking? What were, how would we know Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost fell? So Luke was very important, and the Holy Ghost used him, and he followed his heart, and he, we see he wrote this book of Luke because it just seemed good to him to write this book unto Theophilus, a believer. I'm telling you right now, uh, Luke chapter 1, it says this, and this is Luke writing, Inasmuch as, verse 1 of Luke 1, inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative, other people have been talking about the life of Jesus, a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, so I'm not the only one to do it, he says. Verse 2, just as those from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered to us, verse 3, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding. I was with Jesus, guys. I was with him. Of all things from the very first to write an orderly account to you, most excellent Theophilus. He's writing this book to Theophilus. It just seems good to me. Everybody else is writing. Everybody else has got their broadcast. Everybody else has got their podcast. Everybody else is starting church, but it just seems good to me that I need to do this. And thank God for it. We got stuff from the book of Luke we don't have in the other three books. And then he goes on and he writes Acts. Without, I, I love Acts. I don't know about you guys, but it shows the power of God, the demonstration of God. The history of the church is intertwined because he was there. He was there on the ships. He was there on the road. He was there walking uh, over a thousand miles. He was there doing all these things. So it's important for us to see that Luke followed his heart and that is the key to evangelism. When we evangelize, when the Lord pricks our heart, and I said before, if, if the Lord touches somebody, puts his touch on, I'm like, hmm, I think I need to go talk to that person. Or, hmm, you know, I need, think I need to pray for them. There's something broader there. And we need to dig deep and be hungry to find out what it is that God wants to do. As we said earlier, our first message was the spirit of a follower. Anywhere you want us to go, whatever you want us to say, whatever you want us to do, this is kicking it up a notch. Now we're actually doing it. We're participating. And as I like what Carol says in my spiritual day, we're doing business with God. Okay, God, what are we doing? Okay, let's write out what we're going to do. How many people are we going to get here to Easter? How many people we get Easter, 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 or Christmas? How many people are we going to invite to Christmas? If that's the next stage, but I think we can go before that. Let's get them to church this weekend. Let's start talking to them now. Amen. Amen. Some people you might, you might want to work on, they're going to be a hard, the Lord might prompt you and say they're going to be a little bit harder of a case for you to invite to church. Then you might put it out and go, okay, I'm going to start hitting them every week into that point. But other people are ripe. I like one of my teachers um, at my Bible school, David Beebe, he once said this, he said, a lot of towns, a lot of towns and cities aren't ready for a Holy Ghost church yet. It needs to be prayed out. Yes. 
So we want our people to be ready, and so we want to pray for those that we're evangelizing because when we pray for them, we're going to know when it's the right time to talk to them. But if we're not praying for them, how are we going to know when is the right time to talk to them? Amen? So Luke, amazing. Luke was amazing. I mean, he just... That word seemed in the Greek, seemed good. He just it just seemed good to me. And the Greek means, it's pretty incredible. As you study out the root word, it means it brings light to a subject. It's shown. The word shown or show is actually for seemed good to me. It was shown unto me that I should do this, he's saying. So it's shown unto you when you're hungry. His ears are up to help the office. Our ears are up to help those we're evangelizing. So he's going to show us which way to go. Like I said in the first one, I said there's no set path. Yes, you can use tracks. You can use those things. All these things are great. And be led and use them all. Use whatever tool God tells you to use. But it's not just one boop and this is the way we go. When I was teaching in healing school, by Bible school years ago, in the afternoons and in the mornings, it's interesting, people would come with their confession sheets. They would come with their confession. Okay, now David, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing these five scriptures. I got 14 more, I got 20 more, and I've got some more too. So which ones, am I doing everything right? And first I said, first of all, it's not about a program, it's about following your heart, because one scripture will get you healed. You can just camp on, uh, with long life, he satisfies me. That alone will get all your needs met. Amen. Amen? With long life, he'll satisfy me and show me his salvation for finances. Show me his salvation for healing. Show me his salvation for deliverance of my family. Show me, and, and it's all inclusive. So the thing is, is when it comes to evangelism, you have to go to him and see where he puts those little light on whatever scriptures that are, or how he wants to be. I pray the Ephesians prayers. I love praying the Ephesians prayers over those that are lost. Open the eyes of their understanding, Lord. Flood them, flood them, flood them, flood them. Tidal wave them with your glory and your presence. I'm just like me. I, 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 before I was born again, I saw crosses everywhere. I was a Buddhist. I'm like, why are there so many crosses in this town? There's crosses everywhere. Someone was praying for me. For me to be an unbeliever to just all of a sudden just... God, there's just so many crosses in this town. Well, God was guiding me and leading me to, and then the laborers came along, and everything works out. So don't stop praying for them. We need to follow our hearts. Amen? As we read the book of Acts, Luke wrote the book of Acts. We know that, the companion book. The book of Acts is a great book in the Bible to look at about evangelism. If you look at that book, now that you just put a title across Book of Acts and say, this is the evangelistic book, or this is the, the guide to evangelism. This will give you examples of how to evangelize, how to start churches, how to just everything. It's just an incredible look, book. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just going through my notes here. Following your heart is important. Following your heart is evangelism. I'll say it again. Following your heart, following your spirit is evangelism because when you have the unction, we talked about this, the fire of God, on your words, it's going to be the right choice words, the meat that they need, and the light that's going to whoop, put the light on in their life. Amen? It's interesting. We'll go over to Acts chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 next. Acts chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And this is Luke. He's starting again. He wrote the book of Acts, the first chapter. Here's the first chapter. In my former book, the book of Luke, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. 
So here we see Luke saying, Theophilus, don't stop there. Here's the companion book, and I want you to keep moving forward with it. And this book is, I'm telling you, we can do years of study, years of series about the book of Acts and all the wonderful evangelistic tools that are unleashed in the power of this book. And you have to have the hunger and thirst for evangelism. If anything, this, this, whole, this whole series, this whole class is about building up your faith to evangelize so your faith gets stronger and stronger. Your hunger gets stronger and stronger so that it's easy. It's, it's, it, you're thinking about it all the time. Just like when you first started, you, you needed healing. You needed healing in your body. And so you'd go over scriptures and you would start getting stronger and stronger, and pretty soon it was like, how dare? You'd, some symptom comes along, and you're like, whatever, amen? I'm going to push through it. That boldness came on you from studying the Word. Faith came by hearing. That's right, hearing the Word of God. And so evangelism, it's the same way. You start getting hungry and thirsty to be, wow, okay, let's look. We can, we can win this city. We can win this region. We can send out. I believe people in this church are going to come in, and they're going to be sent out. They're going to start churches, amen, in this region, different parts of the world, amen. This is a church planting church. Hallelujah. That's the pattern of the Bible. That's the pattern of every church. A church is to multiply. And when we stepped in this church, I said, there's something about multiplication on this church. There's something about growth on this church. Why is that? Because your pastors are hungry to go after. They will not leave this earth like all of us until the job is done. I just have this saying that I said years ago, until it's done, Lord, until it's done, until it's done, until it's done, I'm going to make sure I get everything I get to have to do in this life until it's done. And that's what this church is about. That's what we're all about. We want to get this thing done. Jesus, come back. Let's get to heaven. Let's have a big party and feast. Amen. So here Luke points out in Luke chapter uh, 1, again, Theophilus, I wrote to you about what Jesus began to do and to teach, and this is going to be how he was taken up to heaven and going forward. So here he was led by his heart again. He mentions the word seemed good in Acts chapter 15. Again, Luke wrote the book of Acts. The apostle Luke, the apostle Luke. Now, he was used in a different way. Every time we see the gifts in the book of Acts, each one is used very uniquely. They were not trying to be like someone else. I say that all the time. You be you. You be you and you have fun being you. Because when you start being like someone else, I'll tell you what, it's hard. It's hard trucking because it just doesn't, that suit doesn't fit you. That skin doesn't fit you, amen? And Luke chapter 15, verses 20 through 26, and uh, I'll just read verse 25 of Acts chapter 15. It says this, it seemed good to us. Now, this is Luke writing. It seemed good to us. He's not just talking about himself. He's talking about the team. I love it when God builds teams. How about you? Yes. Whew, and we're all part of a team. If we're part of the church, we're part of the team. And the help spinners were part of the team and be proud to be part of the team. Don't compare yourself with anyone else in the church. You do what you're called to do and then you're going to hear, well done, good, faithful servant. Amen. But we all have our place and it's all unique. So it seemed good to us, he says in, in verse 25, being assembled with one accord. We're in unity here. It seemed good to us. 
being assembled in one accord to send chosen men that you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It seemed good to us. They were assembled together. They all followed their heart. It seemed good to them. Whoop, let's send these guys out. Is it good? Yep, it's, yep, that's right. That's right. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the fire. That's the touch of God. That's right. They were all in unity. So you knew the power of God was there. The Holy Ghost was there. And he was starting something. Uh, was, this was established, but he was starting something else, a combination. I believe there's going to be combinations in this church, and we can't figure it out. I know Carol Joy and I are part of this church and, and on the broadcast and on the podcast. You could be hook up with this church, give to this church, whatever you can, give your time, give your finances, whatever, because this, this place is going to be rocking. God has never sent me anywhere. Listen to me. I've served some mighty men anywhere without a purpose. And I know our purpose is to hook up, whether, whether it's we go to France tomorrow or the next year or 10 years from now. I don't care because we're following the plan of God. But I'll tell you what, I'm excited about this and I'm hungry to do my part. How about you? And whatever church, if you're looking online or watching online, whatever church you're hooked up with, if you're hooked up to an online, whatever you're hooked up to, go for it. Give all of your heart, all of your life, everything. So here in Acts chapter 15, Luke points out here the making of major decisions. They were following their hearts. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. It seemed good for the whole church to move forward in this direction. That's what they're saying. It seemed like all of us in the church, this is good. It was like you could call the board of the church. You could call the the elders of the church. They were all come together in unity and agreement. That's the purpose. Apostle Paul. Hello, we can spend all day and night on him. I just want to bring up one thing about him. He was amazing at personal evangelism. We're talking about personal evangelism because when we talk one-on-one, that's where we see the results and that's where we get the results. And Paul saw this was the key to his ministry. You study his ministry out. He would talk to one person and a church would start. He would go into one jail and a church would start. He would, you know, because he got out, Family got saved. We believe the church, another church was started. He believed on one-on-one personal evangelism. The devil does not want us to even think about one-on-one because then the gospel goes out. People's lives get changed. Heaven gets populated. Amen? So we just have to ignore that voice that goes, I wouldn't talk to them. Oh, really? Well, that means I need to go talk to them. Amen? Glory to God. So Paul, amazing. Personal evangelism. He knew the secret because he knew that it could change only a life, but it could plant a a church that would just touch many more lives. So we're going to go over to Acts chapter 16. And um, this is going to be interesting because I'm going to kind of give you a spoiler alert. The Philippi church, this is all about the the Philippian church, the Philippi church and how it was started. And if we look over, I'll just read it and we'll just we'll just enhance it. Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 15. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Pergia and Galatia. Again, this is Acts 16, 6 through 15. Because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. They don't stop. We don't stop. Who's next, Lord? Who's next, Lord? Hallelujah, because we take breaks. we got this body, this natural body needs breaks. But I'll tell you what, we, our antennas have to be, okay, what's the next, who's the next person? Who's the next person? Where's the next region? Here it was, I'm going to read again. Next, Paul and Silas traveled to the area of Pergia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them 
from preaching the word in province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they traveled and headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went through to Myasa and the seaport of Troas. Now they're in Troas, which is on the west coast. You can look at a map and see where it's at. But anyways, uh, and Greece is on the other side. And uh, Paul had a vision in verse 9. A man from Macedonia and northern Greece, this is a vision, was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia to help us. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Hallelujah. I remember I had a vision one time similar to this. I didn't have to go there, but I was uh, in Beverly Hills walking down Robertson Boulevard. If any of it's probably, I'm trying to think, it's probably around the 13, 1400 block. If you live in L.A., you know where that's at, West Hollywood. And you go through, down through Beverly Hills to Robertson. And I was just praying in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost fell on me. And I've never had anything like this happen before. Traffic. Robertson Boulevard is one of the busiest streets in Hollywood, West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. goes north and south. And right there in the middle of the street, it's four lanes, right in the middle of the street, I got on my knees and I started praying, doubled over in the Holy Ghost, and I was praying pretty loudly. There's people passing, things like that. And I got up. And after about maybe five minutes, it was quite a long time for me, but I got, and I just felt a release. You know, when you pray something through, you feel like, well, thank God. <laughs> There's joy now. Joy comes in the morning. And... Um, I was like, man, what was that? What was that all about? And I just kept walking on my Lord. If, I don't know what it was about, but thank God, thank God, thank God. I would like to know, but I don't want to see. I've been in the occults before and dream interpretation and channeling all that garbage. I, I, if you could show me, great, but I'm not looking for anything. Well, the next, I went to bed that night. The next morning, I woke up to a dream. And this man, I saw him so vividly in that dream, and he was in South America. I could tell, I just knew, I just knew he was in South America, and I saw him, it was like right in front of my face, like standing right in front of him, and he said, thank you for praying for me, my family, and my country. And then he left, and I just broke down and cried, because you know those times when the Lord uses you is so precious, amen? And here, something happened again, and Paul had that vision in verse 9, that Paul had a vision, a man from Macedonia, northern Greece, was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia to help us. So, he, so we decided to leave, that means Luke is with him, for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. This, they felt, this is right, we're following our hearts, this is God's stamp of approval, let's go for it, guys. So this is, this is following them. And then verse 11 is where everything, this is where, this is where personal evangelism takes a bigger turn. And I want you to look at this. We boarded a boat for Troas and sailed straightly across to the island of Symmetris. And the next day we landed in Neoplis. Verse 12, for there, everybody say for there. For there we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony we stayed there several days, verse 13. On the Sabbath, on Sunday, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. We sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia. Everybody say Lydia. Lydia. Oh my gosh, what an entrepreneur. What an incredible businesswoman. 
Verse 14, one of them there was Lydia from Thyrea, a merchant of expensive purple. I'm reading from the uh, NLT. A merchant of expensive purple cloth. She was a businesswoman of purple cloth who worshiped God. She listened to us. The Lord opened her heart. The Lord opened her heart, and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her household were baptized, and she asked us to be her guests. So I'm just going to stop right there. So she, she was hungry for God. Paul, personal evangelism, going out, looking for someone. Lydia was there with some other women, and Lydia caught, Lydia caught it. She caught everything, the spirit of prayer, the spirit of faith, whatever he was teaching, she got it. And being a businesswoman, she knew, what, she knew one thing, and that's what I love about businessmen, businesswomen, entrepreneurs. They are hungry for results. They are hungry for results. And so she was hungry for the real deal, the truth, to be successful, and the Lord gave it to her. Amen? I'll go back to verse 15. She and her household were baptized, and she asked us to be her guests. And we knew from history this house, she had a big house, guys. The whole tribe went in there. Asked her to be her guest. And she said this, if you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. This is the next part really gets to me. And she urged us until we agreed. She urged us until we agreed. She urged us, you got to stay with us. And I could say, if, if, if she had to urge us until they agreed, that means Paul was like, no, we got other places to go. We have, and she's like, no, you need to stay with us. You need to stay with us. She, says, she is so flat hungry. I love that. She urged us until we agreed. Paul had some tenacity, but he kind of met his match here. <laughs> she wanted more. We can't just leave those that we went to Jesus behind. They need more. That's why they need this place. They need churches. They need groups to go to, the women's group. Oh, man, women. Women, 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 women. Get in your place. I remember I was praying. We were in Poland, and I was praying. Uh, I was ministering the next day in the Bible school, and uh, I was praying and praying and praying. The Lord said, I want you to take off, and I want you to teach about women. Rise up. Rise up. And I'm like, What? He said, I want you to teach the women of Poland they need to rise up and take their place, and they can do it. And so that next day, it just, I didn't, that's all I had. But the next day was a Holy Ghost meeting, and the Lord encouraged. And if you know anything about where we were at in Poland, we walked into that Bible school and no one smiled. But by the time we were done, like, after that school year, I mean, people were dancing, doing cartwheels, just knew what Jesus gave them. Amen. But listen, women, find your place. Men, you need to pray. If you're not praying, you need to pray and pray and pray and pray and catch that spirit of prayer and get in your place too. This isn't just about women, but I just feel right now the Lord is edging women to go for what God has in your heart and don't let people stop you. I, the biggest thing I can tell you is when somebody tells me, well, she's a woman, she can't preach. Oh, don't even get me started on that. A gift is a gift. You don't stop gifts that God gives. Are you listening to me? If someone has a gift on them, let them go. That's why in our church, we found out what all of our people, what they were good at. We put them in the pulpit. We find out what their gifts were. Oh, I have missions in my heart. Well, glory to God. We're going to start a missions group. <laughs> you know, we're going to do this. But listen, people need to love what Pastor Kimberly was teaching this morning. She was talking about getting in your place. 
So Lydia was a founding member of the Philippian church. And we see that through history. She founded the Philippian church, I believe, in her home. Home church. Don't discount those people meeting in homes. Amen. Lydia was a founding member of the Philippian church. She was on the forefront of what God was doing in her region. We are on the forefront of what God is doing in our region. Say it after me. We are on the forefront of what God is doing in our region. Let's say it in our region. In our region. In our region. We don't limit God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This conversion of Lydia came through personal contact and evangelism between Lydia and the Apostle Paul. How more precious is us? Who can we, we don't figure out anything. We just let God move. Amen. Hallelujah. We can go on and on about the personal evangelism and the conversions to Jesus Christ throughout the book of Acts. From supernatural healings, the signs and wonders, so many other things. This good study. This is a good study. I would, I would just dare you to go through the book of Acts and circle all the places where personal evangelism were. And that's how important it is to the body of Christ and each one of us doing our part. Amen. So develop your heart. Follow your heart. Again, we talk about the word of God. It's the most precious thing we have for praying, but also to build up our lives is the word of God. That's how we follow our heart. That's how we're led by the Holy Ghost. Again, Romans 1.16, we said Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word of God is the power and the salvation everyone who believes. I'll say it a billion times. I woke up when I went to Bible school. Everybody else was kind of snoozing around. I had this, my teacher, uh, Kenneth E. Hagin, was up there teaching. And he was doing scripture after scripture after scripture. And I saw, looked around, and people were like, man, I've heard this scripture before. I don't need to write this thing down. And I was like, Lord, what's he doing? Show me what he's doing. And the Lord spoke to my heart. I didn't hear it audible. I just knew. He said, the word of God is what changes people's lives. And that's why he's teaching the word of God. Because that's the power of God unto salvation, unto faith, unto prayer, unto finances, unto healing, unto restoration. Come on. You treat You teach about restoration, you're going to have restoration. You teach about healing, you're going to have healing. Amen. Glory to God. So it's a preparation of our heart. And as I said earlier, as I'm just kind of weaving through this, you know, you take your prayer life. And it's important for you to develop your prayer life in the word of God. Because as you're reading the word of God, God can speak to you by his word. Because that is him. That's a lie. I love Pastor Carol Joy always says, the word of God is alive. It's alive. It's alive. She drills in her people. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. To the point where it's like, you know, this book's alive. It is alive. So that's what you feed yourself. Jesus said, I don't live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. Every word. I'll say punctuation too. It wasn't even there. Hallelujah. It's the most preparation. Preparation of our heart is the most precious thing we can have for our personal lives. It's very important. This is where God speaks to us. This is where we get answers. There's many more. I'm going to kind of try to wrap it up here. But we need to give our hearts over to the Lord so that we can, as we listen to our hearts, we'll be able to evangelize. We cannot evangelize without listening to his plans and his purposes because in other words, we're going to waste time. I think you guys get the point there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, everyone had to look up to get their help from God. We have help on the inside of us. Wow, guys. 
God has moved on the inside of us and he's living on the inside of us so we can hear his voice. We need to be confident in that. Mm. Our help is real close. If we need help, our help is real close. Our help is real close. Word of God. Our help is real close. People that come to us are needing help. We know how to help because our help is real close. Just meditate on the word of God. He'll bring those words back. The Holy Ghost will bring back those words to your remembrance. Don't try to figure it out. You just go out and love people. Amen? Glory to God. There's so much to be said here, but I think this is where we can unhook. If you're a Christian, you have God living on the inside of you. I'll say these two scriptures. 1 John 4, 4. 1 John 4, 4, we know this verse. For you of God, you are of God, you are of God, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 2 Corinthians 6, 16, God has said, I will dwell in them. Wow. Think about that for a while. I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God. That's heavy. That's a heavy verse. I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will be their God. I, you know, I, I don't have a great relationship with my father. I, 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 I put father. He'll be my father. He's our father. He loves you more than anything. He'll take good care of you. Hallelujah. So if you're a Christian, you can just geographically just touch yourself. You located God. He's living on the inside of you. Personal evangelism is very important. I think I'm just going to wrap it up here. We could, we could talk all day about other things, but you know, let me just say this. It's easy to be led by God. It's easy to be led by God. Easier than many people think. You could be combing your hair in the morning in front of your mirror. Think about a person that is God's signal to you. As you're thinking about somebody, that's God's signal. That's God's signal to you to pray for that person. That's God's signal for you to maybe talk to that person throughout the day. He'll give you the words, but you, I like what Pastor Kimberly she taught about grace and faith this morning. It's all about faith. You can't do, you can't do this without faith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Following your heart is easy and fun. The more you do it, guys, I'm telling you, the adventures you're going to have are incredible. So take time to listen to them every day. This is the key to successful personal evangelism. Remember, it all goes back to Luke and Paul. They took that time to listen for direction. And the Holy Spirit had for that day for them. Directions, directions from God come from the heart. Directions from God come from the heart. That's where you're going to get your directions. Let's pray and let's close this out. Father, we just thank you that we're stirring us up to be hungry for your heart to reach souls. You said, go into all the world and preach the good news. Your message to everyone, Father. That means everyone needs this message. Thank you, Father, for stirring our faith up, stirring our hunger up, Father God, that this is something fun that we can go out and do. Father, we love you with all of our hearts. We ask you for boldness. Say this after me. I ask you for boldness, Father. Say this, I ask you for unction, Father. Say this, I ask you for your words, Father. Your direction to see more people one to Jesus Christ for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father.